0: Hey, it's Tim Patterson. This is a Trade Show Guy. Monday morning, coffee for December 7th, 1941. And, uh, you know, I'm wearing the mask because they say we're heading into the deep, dark days of the pandemic and uh, seeing the numbers spike, I, I'm sure that's the case. And that's a sad state uh, that we are in. But uh, this week's... I'm going to take the mask off here because, you know, I'm social distancing, right? <laughs> this week's um, episode is, is kind of like the old column that Herb Kane of the San Francisco Chronicle used to write. I mean he's long gone but I used to pick up the paper. When you had to go into like a store that sold papers from out of town and you'd like paw through and find okay there's a San Francisco Chronicle. Let me buy that. Uh, Herb Kane wrote for the San Francisco Chronicle. On occasion he would do this uh, thing where he'd just kind of connect a bunch of disconnected things and put dots between them. Dot 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 dot. And I always imagine the old Mars code on movies you know. Exactly, exactly. So also, of course, uh, this date very infamous in history as well. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. All right, so here we go. Dot dot dot. Uh, we're down to three finalists on the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee theme, which I'll kick off in about three weeks. So we'll narrow it down. <laughs> here are the three. Uh, I'm, I've threw out number one from last week. So number two is a thing called Subway. Number three is a thing called Punkadelic. <music> And number four is the thing called Harlem at Night. I'm kind of leaning towards that one, but uh, would love to hear your vote, your your comments, your feedback. Uh, Leave a comment on the blog post or send me an email or leave a comment on YouTube. Doesn't matter where we'll find it, and uh, and somehow we'll figure something out for uh, the early January. All right, so yes, dot dot dot. Twenty twenty is ending, and uh, first half of December to me always feels sad and dark. Anyway, weather wise, of course, um, but then history too. It's tomorrow is the fortieth anniversary of. The assassination of John Lennon, a revered figure, a Beatle, and I remember exactly what I was doing when I heard the news. I was uh, with my friend George. I uh, was 25 years old, coming back. He was 25. We were coming back from a, uh, a yoga class, and uh, we had uh, three of us in a all the same age uh, in in a house here in Salem. And our roommate Roger looked up and says, "We just heard the news. Um, uh, it was on. It was on Monday Night Football." Howard Cosell gave us the news and we just sat there and tried, tried to figure it out, um, which I still haven't figured out, but you know, I was thinking about the time. So between today and when that happened in 1980, that's more time than there was between the time John Lennon was killed and the attack on Pearl Harbor, which was 39 years prior to that, uh, almost to the day and 40 years ago, almost to the day, since John Lennon was shot and just kind of putting that into perspective. All right. So what else? Well, it is also the anniversary this week of the death of Roy Orbison. And I mentioned that because I always thought Roy was one of the best singers. He was the best singer in rock and roll. He was like Caruso. No one could sing like, like Roy Orbison. And I, I managed to, I happened to see him six weeks. He was on tour in 1988. He died uh, of a heart attack December 6, 1988. I believe I saw him in October, of that year in Portland at the Paramount Theater. Uh, it's <laughs> very memorable concert. I remember, what I remember about it uh, specifically was I was probably about 20 rows out, so good tickets uh, from the radio station I was working with, uh, working at the time. And his amp was aimed right at me and everything he played I could hear. And when they would do stuff like, you know, Oh, Pretty Woman, uh, other things, his guitar was, was like right at me. Everything else was kind of a big mix, but I could hear his guitar as clear as a bell. I also have a bunch of friends and family who have birthdays in early December, so it's kind of a mixed bag as far as uh, remembering uh, people and, and noting people's uh, birthdays. Also, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that it's a, it feels like kind of a dark time with uh, COVID cases and deaths rising. Experts say it's going to be a very dark winter. Oregon, of course, here. Uh, Still struggling with uh, shutdowns, restrictions, and more. And somehow we'll make it through. I I have faith somehow, but uh, a lot of people are being affected. The other thing I wanted to mention, uh, kind of news-wise, is that... And I had a blog post on this. I'll link to this in, um, in the show notes. But Exhibitor Magazine did, I think, their fourth survey of the year since March of exhibitors and exhibit suppliers and manufacturers... Uh, That shows that most people don't expect the industry to really return to normal until late next year, late 2021, or perhaps the first quarter or even second quarter of 2022. That's how dire the events and trade show and conference industry is right now. There's just not a lot of business to be had. There's not a lot of shows going on. People are holding back. And, you know, I I really commend Exhibitor Magazine for continuing to kind of Keep their pulse on the industry. It's it's their bread and butter. I I, I I'm sure they have a... Uh, I, I, I would think they would do that. But they do a really good job of it. Uh, they've had webinars that I think anyone can sign up. They're free, and I also put a link in the links in the article I did that you can go uh, review the webinars, um, you know, play on demand as well as download. I believe the white paper reports that they do. So uh, kudos to Exhibitor Magazine for doing that. And. Uh, Finally, before I kind of wrap it up, uh, this particular episode, personally, a ski season's underway, so I'm really, really happy about that. Uh, Hoodoo Ski Bowl is... Actually, it's kind of interesting. I was writing up with a guy in the chairlift yesterday. We were both masked, of course. And he made the comment that, yeah, I think uh, Hoodoo's open earlier than Mount Bachelor, which is like one of the cool, big, expansive ski resorts over in central Oregon, here in Oregon. Hoodoo's much smaller and uh much less expensive but apparently do or hoodoo opened before mount bachelor which i thought was was great to see uh, we had good snow at two and a half three feet of snow and uh that should hold we sh- we got more coming this week i know there's a lot of moisture coming through and it's going to be cold up there so hopefully next weekend when i get up there i go up like every every weekend through the season maybe grab an extra couple of days uh, during the week at some point um but everyone of course is social distancing the the lodge itself is closed they have restrooms open gotta wear a mask inside they have a little cafe you can order from through the window but you can't go inside and sit down so when you go up your your home base is really your car your automobile and a lot of people keep going uh, take their rvs up and just kind of stay for the weekend or or the week i guess uh but they'll kick into full season here full schedule once Christmas vacation rolls around, and it's always a fun place to ski. I, I tell you, I've been skiing since I was seven or eight, and it's to me, it's like zen. It's <laughs> it's what I do. Uh, I love ripping down the the moguls. You know, it's even at even at this ripe old age, I guess. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, two other things. I still write every morning. I'm still working on the, a novel, which is a lot of fun, and I keep making progress and feel pretty good about it this week. And you know, weeks go by, and I go, ah, oh, that week I uh, didn't really have all that much success trying to get the story where I want it to go. And then this last week I'll have, you know, a week like, oh, that really worked out. I like that scene. I like the way that it's all tying together. So fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. And finally, I want to mention this. Uh, every Monday, this this particular podcast comes out. This vlog comes out every Monday. Newsletter comes out every Monday. The other thing I do, which, which is not related really, but I do this every week, I volunteer at a local community radio station and I do a two hour uh, reggae show and it airs every Monday night from seven to nine Pacific time at KMUZ.org. I want to give them a a shout out because uh, they've been, uh, this, this will be their, their 10th anniversary in about two weeks, week and a half Uh, on the 17th of December, uh, 2011, they signed on and uh, it's been a great uh, team effort, community effort uh, low budget stuff, but you know, we got a lot of pros helping us out along the way. I was able to be a part of that at the very beginning. And my goal all along was to, to have a reggae show. And I do that every Monday night from seven to nine o'clock. So if you like reggae, check it out. It's kind of fun. Uh, and I guess the, the other thing I'd say about that is I had a rather small collection of reggae, uh, you know, when I started this, but over the last uh, nine years, since I've been doing the show, that, that list has expanded thanks to a lot of people donating stuff to me, uh, one of them being a guy in Los Angeles that I've known for 30 years who is uh, Bob Marley a biographer. He's written a number of books about him, but he's also a collector. Things come to him. Roger Steffens is his name, and he has, uh, over the years, digitized thousands and thousands of albums and singles of some of the great stuff that's come out of Jamaica that otherwise would not be preserved. Uh, but he's got a lot of them. His He and his son and daughter have been uh Archiving all this stuff, and he's given me thousands and thousands of songs. So a lot of that stuff shows up uh, in the mix of what I play on that show. And we, you know, we do everything from the '60s, early reggae, ska, rock steady, uh, through the '70s, which was kind of the golden age where Bob Marley and the Wailers and Peter Tosh and Bunny Wailer and all those people put out great music, to the '80s. Black Uhuru was a big band in the '80s, uh, to the '90s, and even there's a lot of stuff coming out today that is a lot of fun and i'm impressed by but uh we, we cover like five decades of, of great reggae and ska and It's uh, all there every monday night from seven to nine that's my plug have yourself a great week uh should have a guest next week if all things fall into place uh leave a vote is it uh punkadelic subway or harlem at night for the uh, new theme song for for 2021 here all right that's it It's the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Again, find me at tradeshowguy.net.